Welcome to episode 69 of How to Be a Steminist. Today's episode, I will be sharing a really powerful technique to solve problems with difficult team members. So you know the people I'm talking about. The person in your team who always seems to strike up trouble, people maybe dislike working with them because it can be difficult to get a point across, get them to work, maybe they always disagree. How do you work with these people? How do you get the best out of these people who are termed difficult team members? I look forward to sharing it with you. This is the How to Be a Steminist podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany, a proud woman in STEM. To me, being a STEMinist means creating a wildly fulfilling career without compromising your family or social life. Because when you love your whole life, you become a living example that a career in STEM is where it's at. I'm on a mission to equip women in STEM around the world with strategies to take back control of their career progression, navigate those difficult and awkward gender equality issues, and stop balancing work with life and start enjoying it. If you want to learn all the things no one else teaches you about being a woman in STEM, you've come to the right place. Let's get stuck in. Hello, welcome. I am filming from... Filming? What am I doing? I'm recording from my uh, little office room at home. And look, we moved into our house in April, so it's now August. And there has been so much to do in the house. First of all, you know, the previous owners left it in an absolute state. There was just rubbish everywhere, a lot of their old belongings. So we had to clear that out. Um, I mean, it's livable. It's pretty nice. But there's lots we want to do to it. Um, Our first room that we did was my son Harry's room. So that was all painted. We've just got to put some pictures up now. Then we needed to do the guest room so that people could stay over. Now we're working on the living room. So my office is pretty bare. There's no decoration. It's just a plain old box. And because there are so many hard surfaces, it's literally like a little shoebox room. You could probably just about fit a child's single bed in here. (laughs) But um, I've recorded a couple of episodes, uh, podcast episodes here before, and I've noticed it's been really echoey. So uh, I've put my engineering hat on and I'm trying to solve it. And I think it is successful so far uh, by trying to dampen the echo. And I'm sitting here with a bath towel around my head. <laughs> I'm going to have to take a photo of this and uh, share it on Instagram. (laughs) In fact, I will do that. Oh, damn it. My phone's downstairs. I'll have to go get it. Uh, I am sitting here with a towel over my head, kind of like, you know, if you would do a facial at home, how you'd have a bowl of steaming hot water and you'd put your head over it and put a towel over that. That is what I look like. I've got a little, well, a hood over my head. That's a towel. So I look ridiculous, but hopefully this is sounding fab. Okay, so I'm really excited to share today's topic with you about how to deal with difficult people, how to like win an argument with these people who 
just won't listen. They're always causing trouble. And it's a technique that I have used before. And I also encouraged one of my clients recently to use this technique and she just could not believe how well it worked. So I really wanted to share it with you. But before I dig into that, I've not been here for a little while. So I wanted to catch you up on what's been going on. In the last couple of weeks, my son turned one. I cannot believe it. On the day that he turned one, I just kept saying to my husband, oh my goodness, this time one year ago, I was on the bedroom floor having contractions. (laughs) This time one year ago, this little guy who's been the center of attention of our lives didn't even exist on this side of the earth. Like he just wasn't even here yet. We hadn't even met him yet. Um, This time last year, I could feel him kicking these very feet that we can see in front of me. You know, we felt them through my stomach. How weird is that? It just blows my mind. It's crazy. I know that childbirth is something that happens every single day to thousands, maybe millions of people every year. I don't know. My scales aren't great, but um, it happens all the time. It just still seems so mad. So, um, yeah, Harry is one. I can't believe it. He's turned into the most amazing little boy and I can't wait to see who he grows up to be. The other thing that's happened recently is that I have chosen to stop breastfeeding Breastfeeding is just such a touchy topic for new mums and maybe even mums who have had their babies a while ago. It just seems to be a really contentious topic where there are there's so much pressure from the NHS here in the UK anyway to breastfeed. Um, but then people feel like they're being shamed if they're not breastfeeding and they're formula feeding. And it's just such a crazy thing. But anyway, I'm only here to share my experience. I don't throw shade on anyone who chooses differently. This is just what I chose to do. Um, but my first eight weeks of breastfeeding was so painful. I was literally in agony every single time he fed because, yeah, it's just, it just really hurt. Something wasn't right. And then I don't know what happened after eight weeks, but something just clicked. I didn't change anything I did. It just worked. And I'm so glad that I persevered with that because quite honestly, I'm kind of lazy when it comes to washing stuff. When you bottle feed, I mean, you might be bottle feeding your baby up to like 10 times a day and there is no way that I was going to wash all those bottles. And in the early days, you have to sterilize everything. It's just mad. And then if you're doing, um, you know, if you are formula feeding, you also have to like boil the water to a certain temperature. It's just crazy. Quite frankly, I'm too lazy for that, which is why I persevered so hard with the breastfeeding. Obviously, it has lots of other benefits as well for the baby and the mum, but um, mainly for me, it was the laziness. So that's why I kept going. And I'm so glad that I did because it saved me so much time on washing up. And I got to a year now and yeah, so I've stopped. But my boobs have no idea what is going on. 
Uh, it's not been too bad. I've stopped gradually over the past three months. So I kind of took away a feed a month. So it's not been too crazy. But yeah, the last few days, my boobs are like, do I make milk? Okay, here's some. Oh, no one's having it. Do I keep it? Do I not? What's going on? So yeah, it's really weird. Um, so if you've ever breastfed and stopped and you know what I'm talking about, please do message me. I would love to hear from you because I'm still not sure what my boobs are going to do to me. <laughs> I'd love to hear uh, your experiences. The best place to get me is Instagram at Tiffany Dawson underscore. So please do message me. I'd love to hear from you. Oh my goodness, we are more than eight minutes in and I still haven't started talking about what you're actually here for. So you clicked on this episode for a reason. So if you are listening to this, you know someone at work who is doing your head in. They're difficult. No one can get on with them. It's just like, why are they making life so difficult for everyone else? Surely they know what they're doing. Surely they know that they're being difficult. Why do they come to work every day just trying to annoy everybody? That's what you're thinking, right? And I get it. I've been there. I have had those colleagues before and I'm just like, why are they doing this to me? What what are they trying to prove? <laughs> I totally get it. And it's really, really frustrating because it seems like no matter what you say to them, it's just, it doesn't even go in one ear and out the other. It literally just hits them and they're a brick wall and it doesn't penetrate their head whatsoever. You know those people? Yeah. So my client was telling me of such a team member. So she leads a team and now she's responsible for this team member who's just really difficult. And she goes to me in one of our coaching sessions. She's like, Tiff, honestly, nobody likes working with this person. She is just so difficult. She doesn't listen to anybody. She's so strongly opinionated. And even if someone really high up tells her, do not do this thing, but she thinks it's the right thing to do, she'll just do it anyway. She's just got no regard for order or respect for her superiors. Now I have to manage her. What the heck am I supposed to do? The more my clients spoke about this person, the more it uh, sounded like this team member had this real reputation at work for just, she's just being difficult. She's just being her. This is just her. She's always trying to start arguments or she just doesn't listen to people. So as someone immersed in a workplace with this person and with this reputation flying around, it seems like they had not actually considered why she was behaving this way. So why is this difficult person actually not listening to everyone else? Why is this difficult person, you know, why she got such strong opinions about stuff? No one had stopped to think why, because, you know, when you're caught up in the situation, sometimes you can't see things from a bird's eye view. So when she brought this issue to me as someone from an outside perspective, I could kind of start asking questions. So the first thing I asked my client was like, 
Well, firstly, I said, you know, sounds really frustrating to have to be this person's leader. Feels like you can't control them. They're just going to go off and do anything and you just can't trust that they'll do the right thing anymore, right? So it must be really nerve-wracking being their leader. And sounds like everyone else is frustrated with them as well. But I've got to ask you this. Put yourself in their shoes and now answer this question. Why are they acting this way? What could be a possible reason that they are always acting this way? Do you honestly think that she's turning up to work every day purposely wanting to do a bad job or purposely going against everyone? So this really got my client thinking. She was like, hmm, I've never thought about it this way before. I've only thought about my frustrations towards her. I've never thought about why she's acting that way. And actually maybe she's frustrated. Maybe she's acting this way and causing arguments all the time because she has a point to get across. Maybe she really honestly thinks that she's got ideas that no one's listening to. If you've worked with me before or listened to some of my other podcast episodes before, you'll know that I'm a real fan of using empathy in the workplace and it's not used often enough. Probably your leaders and role models as leaders previously did not use empathy. They're just like, well, this person's just being difficult. Let's try and manage them out. But it kind of doesn't solve the problem. And maybe if you manage someone out who's being difficult as per se, but you haven't tried to understand why, and maybe they're a really good worker, then you're potentially losing out on some really great talent. It's just that you haven't figured out how to manage this person yet. So you can see here how asking my client to put them into this difficult team member's shoes really made them stop and think and really made them start to understand why this person might be acting this way. Anyway, so my client was like, okay, well, now I've kind of got a bit of an understanding as to why she might be acting this way. But still, like she doesn't listen to anybody. So just me understanding that maybe she's frustrated or maybe she's got a point to get across, that doesn't really help me to be her leader. It's still going to be really difficult. What, what do I do about this? It turned out that my client had tried to have conversations with this difficult team member before to try and convince her to not do certain things, to try and get her to understand that her actions have bad consequences. She can't just say stuff to clients that is totally against what our directors said before. So she's tried to have these conversations to educate her on the right way of doing things, but it fell on deaf ears and it she just came out of these conversations feeling really frustrated, feeling like she's failed as a leader because she couldn't get this person to listen and just like simply that she wasn't being heard. So here comes the magical tip. I said to my client, hey, you know, you've tried convincing her. You've tried all the tricks in your book and it's not working. She's not listening. 
So maybe it is that you need to listen to her first. I'm going to say that again. You need to listen to them first before they will consider listening to you. So I suggested to my coaching client that in the next week, she books a meeting with this difficult team member and they sit down and for the whole half hour of the meeting, I want you to just listen. Do not come up with any solutions. Don't try and get them to understand you. Don't argue back. All you need to do is listen. And firstly, that helps them to feel like they're being heard. Secondly, that primes them to be in a position to be more likely to listen to you. And thirdly, it's going to take the pressure off you. Because let's face it, when you have those meetings where you feel like you are arguing and no one's listening to you, there's a lot of pressure. It just feels like an uphill battle. It feels like, you know, a real fight. When you have a meeting set up where you are purely there just to listen, not to suggest anything, not to come up with solutions, it really takes the pressure off. Look, I'm not going to lie. My coaching client was very skeptical, but because she tried everything else before, she was like, okay, I will try it and see what happens. And I was like, yes, that's all you need to do. It doesn't need to be perfect every time. Sometimes you just got to try stuff and see what happens. Report to me next week. So the next coaching session came along and she was like, Tiff, oh my goodness, that meeting that I had with her where I just listened and did nothing else, that turned out to be the most productive meeting I've ever had with her, even though I wasn't coming up with any solutions or trying to get anything done. I just never thought that purely sitting there and listening and trying to understand her point of view would get me so far. She was like, previously, every time I had a discussion with her, it felt like our relationship was getting broken more and more. But this time it was like instant connection. She felt so grateful that I was listening to her and frankly quite surprised that I took the time to try and understand her point of view. Now, the problem they were trying to solve didn't go away immediately like magic. However, the difficult team member started to respect and trust her manager more and started to listen to her because she had been listened to in the first place. Sometimes a bit of empathy. Actually, I'm going to go so far as to say it's not just sometimes, literally all the time. (laughs) A little bit of empathy and using real listening skills can get you really, really far in solving problems, especially when it comes to people problems. So if you are a leader, you have got to start listening. Your active listening skills, you've probably had some sort of training at work about this. Um, If not, let me know. I can do another episode on that. But yeah, use your active listening skills. Make sure that the person understands that you get them. 
So maybe try repeating back to them in your own words what they are feeling, what they're trying to say. But in these listening meetings, you don't have to come up with a solution. So it really takes the pressure off you as well. You're not trying to get your point across. You're not trying to argue anything. You're simply there to listen and show understanding. So if you are a leader and you have a team member who you just like, they're difficult, they won't listen, um, everyone finds it tricky to work with them, maybe you need to start building up their trust by showing that you listen, you care about what they think, and yeah, just give that a go. Obviously, this is for difficult team members who you know are actually really good at a skill or their job. (laughs) If you have a difficult team member who's pretty crap at their job and you've tried to upskill them before and nothing's working, maybe they shouldn't be working at that job. But a lot of the times we get rid of difficult team members or try to manage them out because they're just too difficult to work with. Um, And they cause lots of angst amongst the team. But if you're able to get them to cooperate by showing some empathy, showing that you listen and you value their thoughts and opinions, then you might come back out of this hole with a team member that's no longer difficult and also has really valuable input to put into the team's projects and to the work that you do. So yeah, don't waste the talent just because somebody doesn't uh, act conventionally or maybe they have really strong opinions against other people. You kind of sometimes want those people around in your team, but you just need to be able to manage them correctly. And this is a really powerful tool in order to do that. If this topic has been interesting to you and you're curious as to know how you can work with me to try and figure out some of your own work frustrations and how to work through them in a kind and empathetic way, not in the way that maybe your past leaders have done it, which is through force and threats and all that kind of stuff do get in contact with me. I am taking on private clients at the moment, so you can go to the link in my show notes where you can book a discovery call. A discovery call is basically a 15 minute chat with me. So I'll ask you to fill out a short form telling me about your work challenges and what you want to get out of coaching. Then we'll have a 15 minute discovery call chat over Zoom. And this is where you can ask me any questions about coaching. I can ask you a bit more about your challenges to see if I'm the right person to help. And we can go from there and I can tell you which of my coaching options would be most suitable for you. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. If you don't use Apple Podcasts like me, I've got an Android phone. I would love it if you could at least share this episode with a friend if you found it useful. Maybe they would find it helpful as well. Or even better, share it on Instagram. So you can screenshot this episode on your phone and tag me in your stories at underscore Tiffany. Oh, at Tiffany Dawson underscore. It's in the show notes. (laughs) I look forward to catching up with you again soon. Until next time, take care.